1: Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TICFM, and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you on this Sunday morning and we're pleased to be joined by the Commissioner of the State Department of Revenue Services, Mark Boughton. Good morning to you, sir. Oh, good
2: morning, Aaron. Thanks for having me on today
1: tax filing season for the 2021 tax year is underway in Connecticut. Uh, tell us what is different this year.
2: Well, as we like to say at DRS, it is the most wonderful time of the year, um, but it is uh, tax filing season. Um, so we have uh, launched a, uh, uh, essentially a new front-facing uh, web, uh, interactive web uh, system that people can use now at My Connect CT, and they, they'll be able to go on there and, and uh, log in that way, called CTax. Uh, in addition to that, um, we're requiring uh, most of our pay preparers to file online. We, we, we are reducing and eliminating paper, and so we, we're not mailing out those long tax forms that you used to get in your mailbox all the time. That's not happening anymore. We're uh, requiring people to go, on, uh, go online, get use and comfortable to Um, our online system. Now, if you use TurboTax or one of those other third-party tax um, preparer systems, they automatically link into our system. So um, that's the good news about that is that it'll make it a lot easier for you to get filed and ultimately, you know, get your refund if you do one.
1: As has been the case for any number of years now, filing electronically, online, either on your own or through a third-party piece of software is the best, do you happen to know offhand how many people still file with the old pen and paper?
2: Yeah, it's it's down below ten percent right now, but that that eight to ten percent is a lot of work. So um, you know, hand entering everything and um, even just opening the mail is a lot. So that's why we're trying to discourage people from doing that.
1: Typically, the state and federal tax filing deadline is April fifteenth, but this year we have a few extra days to file. The deadline is the 18th of April, thanks to Emancipation Day in the nation's capital.
2: Uh, correct. So we match up with um, the federal system, and uh, we go off the uh, adjusted gross income as well as their filing date. So it is April 18th.
1: Talk a little more about the new portal you mentioned. Is it sporting sort of fresh look? Is it going to be more user-friendly compared to what people are are used to with the old system?
2: You know, I think they are, I I think it's a lot smoother. The other system was really clunky. This one is uh, much quicker, much uh, faster. Um, And like I said, a lot of people use, you know, the TurboTax or other kinds of software packages, even H&R Block has some from home. So that all is seamless now and integrating with our system and um, getting you filed fast and easy. So I like it. Uh, And I think that the people out there and even the pay preparers who use, or the heavy users, Will really be appreciative of this. Putting in a new core system is never easy. It's a lot of work because um, it's not just what you see on your screen, but it's also the behind the scenes. Uh, software that has to work properly and link into all of our data, etc. So it's been going really well. Um, and uh, next uh, this year we'll be rolling out our, our third piece to it. It's called uh, rollout three and that happens in September. So this year, you won't be able to file your personal income tax on the new system. We're just doing corporate taxes and all the other taxes that we manage. But starting after this September, uh, the personal income tax will be on there as well. So good stuff, exciting stuff, and definitely putting us into the 21st century.
1: For tax filers who file electronically and are due a refund, how long can they expect to wait to, to see that money hit their bank account?
2: We're pretty quick. We're generally inside a week, um, depending on how uh, many returns we have that day or that, that, that period. Um, we are uh, challenged by uh, retirement cliffs. So we have lost a lot of employees in retirement. We're happy for them. We cheer for them. But it does uh, mean a lot more work for us that are left. But it's pretty quick. It's within a week or so.
1: So certainly a lot faster than the IRS.
2: Absolutely. And you don't have to I remember all the years used to sit there and wait by the check for your refund, wait by the mailbox for your check to show up to get your refund. You don't have to do that anymore.
1: How big an issue is retirement and attrition at DRS? Are you putting out the help wanted sign? I know a lot of state agencies are facing that retirement cliff you mentioned because of changes in the pension formula come July 1st.
2: It is a, a tremendous challenge for us. I feel like I stand by the door and just shake people's hands on the way out. And like I said, we are happy for them. And a lot of the, if you look at the length of service, it's remarkable how long people have worked 30 years, 32, 35, 37. It's amazing, but that still creates a pretty large hole and recruitment has been difficult. Um, you know, we have good jobs. Our, our accounting jobs are, are good. Uh, if you come out of college and you've got a degree in accounting and, and, and maybe a couple of credits beyond that, We can find a home for you and you can go right on our website and look for job openings Um, but it's uh, been difficult to recruit people and people to hold on to the job there's a lot of bouncing around in the workforce out there um, where they just may leave for a few more bucks somewhere else but look state employment is still a really good uh, career path for people and because there's so many retirements there are definitely opportunities for um, promotion and to, to take on larger roles for our current employees so Um, There's an opportunity here, and we definitely want people to think about it and and sign up and join us.
1: Now, going back to tax filing, tell us what a refund protection letter is, and if a taxpayer receives one of those, what should they do?
2: Well, sometimes we get uh, claims or fraudulent filings, believe it or not. There's a cottage industry all across the country, it's not just Connecticut, of people filing fake returns. And what we do there is we'll send out a a refund protection letter to that business or to the you know individual person that's filing just to verify their identity to make sure that they're they are who they say they are so they're a not stealing somebody else's refund which happens um, and b we're sure that that person is entitled uh, or business is entitled to a refund so um, we just ask them to verify his or her identity And once they do that, we go ahead and issue the refund. But it's a way for both parties to protect money that goes out because people do, you may not know it. You haven't filed in a while. Somebody may be filing on your behalf and keeping your refund.
1: Is that reason to go ahead and file if you have all your documents and are ready to go instead of waiting until the 18th of April?
2: It is. um, You know, we're utilizing a lot of Uh, data and a lot of important information about taxpayers in Connecticut. But if you want to make sure that the money's going to the right spot, if you want to make sure that nobody's uh, taking your identity or anything like that, the sooner you file, the better off we can check that out for you and get you to refund in the bank account.
1: If your taxes are a bit more complicated and you are looking to hire an expert to help, what advice do you have for people in finding a tax professional who is competent and above board and really knows their stuff.
2: Um, There are a lot of really good folks out there that are doing this. I would look for a CPA if at all possible. Um, And uh, generally speaking, um, I would try to, you know, there are some smaller operations that are pretty good too. um, But, you know, the people that open up for 30 days on the corner of Main Street, just be careful about those folks. Make sure that you know, you're careful with your information, your identity, and most importantly, your social security number. Um, you don't want that to leak out or somebody to get a hold of that. It can be really difficult to unwind. In some cases, it takes people years. So it is important, as you mentioned, and who you pick to, to handle your personal financial data um, because you don't want people diving in your bank accounts and, and or assuming your identity. And unfortunately, in today's day and age, it happens more and more. Um, there are people out there that are taking advantage of people. If you if it feels strange to you, it's probably because it is, and you might want to move on and, and use somebody a little bit more um, mainstream. Certainly, you know, the big companies, the H&R blocks of the world, they know what they're doing. They're well-organized, and uh, they'll be able to manage your money properly. And so can a local accountant around the corner from you if you feel comfortable with them and you know them. Word of mouth is always the best reference that you can get in these kinds of situations. And Certainly, I would encourage people to do the homework and investigate first before you go out and uh, give somebody all of your financial data.
1: Say someone has filed their taxes and they think they are good to go, and then they get another document in the mail about a you know income they forgot about and they have to revise their taxes. Is that a relatively easy process?
2: It is. You can file an amended return after the 18th. It does happen. We understand that particularly in this era, you know, where people are struggling with so many different challenges. We try to be compassionate about, about that. If it's a minor change, um, or maybe you forgot, uh, you know, a statement from your health savings account or something like that, just go ahead and amend it and send it in. Um, certainly, you know, the longer you wait, you may incur penalties if you, if you hold on to it too long. So as soon as you can do that, the better once you discover it, but we rather have people come in and just share it with us and, um, let us know that you had this challenge and, and we'll help. We'll walk you through it. We're not looking to, to uh, burn people for money or to get more money from them than they had uh, owed, um, and, you know, by incurring a huge penalty. Sometimes though, the penalties are statutory in nature. They're required uh, by law and we can't fix or change that. But if there's any way we can work with you, we will. So don't be afraid to come forward. We're not, we're not looking to, to harass anybody or make anybody uh, crazy.
1: How does the process work if someone needs more time to file their taxes?
2: You can file an extension. It's a simple form, although you'll have to pay your liability on the 18th. You still have to pay, but you can file an extension. And I think uh, many people have done that over the years. Um, maybe they got a very complicated return this year. Uh, maybe uh, um, they uh, went through a divorce or a life-changing event, and they're trying to figure that out. You can file An extension, but you are required if you owe to pay your liability.
1: Explain to us the refund process. If a taxpayer is due a refund, are they going to get that electronically deposited into their bank account, or can they still request a paper check?
2: Uh, We will send paper checks for uh, those individuals that mail in with a paper um, return, Um, but we are requiring uh, those that use the electronic system, the computer system, we will drop in a uh, direct deposit. It's a lot easier, it's a lot quicker. Uh, the money's right there for you, you can access it and, and uh, hopefully um, use it to pay your bills or, or maybe go on a vacation or something like that. So generally we prefer to do the direct deposit though. there, You know, we have, we're have we very good at mailing checks out. We're gonna be mailing a bunch out at the end of the month end of February for a new program the governor's launched, um, not related to taxes, but in general, Uh, we prefer to do the direct deposit.
1: If someone has to reach out to DRS because they have an issue with their taxes or they have a question, how do they do that? And is there a a better time of day to do that than others? Better day of the week, maybe?
2: You know, that's a great question. And um, we have a really good uh, staff, and it's our staff. But, you know, sometimes people call up and they accuse us of outsourcing our customer service folks that actually – uh, answer the phone. But the reality is is that these people are right here in Hartford. Um, they work very hard every day to to answer your questions. We we haven't fully staffed all the time, so we never close during the COVID crisis. And um, you can uh, you know, dial the direct line at 860-297-5962 uh, or go to our website. Uh, and eventually, by the way, the CTEX module will have a, a virtual chat, so you don't even have to call in. You can just you know ask the question via uh, the chat. So um, generally speaking, uh, you know, any time a day is good, we're open to 430 and it's a live Connecticut person that you'll get. And they're usually very con- conversant in our taxes system works.
1: I read on your website that taxpayers can even schedule video conferences with DRS officials in some instances for tax assistance.
2: We can do that for those people um, that prefer that. And we have done that. Uh, and uh, generally speaking, people do take advantage of some of these services we offer. But our team is really well trained. Um, they are new; they're very energetic and enthusiastic about what they do. Proud to have their job. Um, so uh, definitely, you know, give them a call. It's 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 what they do. They look for uh, you know the ability to go out and help people.
1: Now, the deadline to file your taxes this year is April 18th. But there is a more immediate deadline coming up. We are airing this program on Sunday. And tomorrow, Monday, there is a deadline for the state's latest tax amnesty program. The state basically giving taxpayers who owe some money a break in an effort to get that money. Uh, tell us what's happening.
2: Well, we close amnesty on January 31st. We've already met our goal uh in terms of uh the input to the state budget so we're excited about that and we're going to exceed our goal uh significantly having said that if you're somebody that owes the state of connecticut money or maybe you're in a dispute maybe you're under audit and we're auditing you right now you can uh, participate in this program by simply going to our website at uh ct uh, get right ct.com that's get right go to our website file simple form and you'll be able to uh um, get in line and start have us help you process. So basically, the program waives 75% of the interest in all of the penalty as it relates to what you may or, or, or not owe. But it's really a simple way to do this. No lawyers. You don't have to pay accountants, lawyers, experts, things like that. You just get it done. And, um, we've had uh, people all up and down uh, Connecticut that have taken advantage of this and uh, are still taking advantage of this today. So January 31st is the last day for this. We won't be doing another, uh, re- another amnesty program in a long, long time. So we would definitely want you to take advantage
1: of that. You mentioned you've already exceeded your goal. What was that goal and, and where are you?
2: We had programmed $40 million and we have collected uh, right now close to 60. Uh, I believe by Monday night we'll be around 75.
1: Is there a typical profile of, Someone who uses this program? Are we talking about individuals? Are we talking about businesses? Do they have other things in common aside from owing the state back taxes?
2: Yeah, so they um, run the gamut. Some of it's personal income, some of it is businesses. We, early on, I settled up a hedge fund that uh, owed Connecticut uh, about $6 million. We're using this program, we got it down to about a million and a half. But that debt had been sitting out there since 2013. So that's the benefit of being able to participate in this program. You can save a significant amount of money and again you know you're, you're not spending all your time dealing with accountants and lawyers and, and everything else it's done it's over and you move on to the next year.
1: You're listening to face Connecticut we are talking to Connecticut Revenue Services Commissioner Mark Boughton. with amnesty programs I know Connecticut has offered a number of them over the years. they do tend to have sort of diminishing returns the, the more they're they're offered is is that accurate?
2: Yeah, that's fair. Um, the last one we did was 2017. Before that, 2013. Um, but, you know, I have to say uh, some people were skeptical that we would do these kinds of numbers and um, we're doing them. So there definitely was an appetite there. I think COVID, you know, really hurt people that first year out where they couldn't pay or, or perhaps they had issues with uh, working from home versus working in the office and where they would pay. So this has worked out good.
1: As Revenue Services Commissioner, what is the most common question you get about taxes?
2: Probably when when should I file? Uh, when is the cutoff date? Um, and a lot of uh, sales and use tax questions we have about what's taxable, what isn't. Um, we get those calls a lot, particularly from our small business people, you know, who, who don't have a lot of staff as they try to figure all this out. Um, so that would probably be our biggest one is what falls under uh, our tax uh program
1: so you've been on the job for over a year now you've had an opportunity to learn the lay of the land and kind of kick the tires of the agency how would you say things are going
2: you know it's a, it's a great agency I mean one of the things that amazes me and I mentioned it a little bit earlier when I was on with you is that people that have stayed so long in the agency and so it becomes a true labor of love for these folks uh, that's what I do you know I'm not a CPA. Uh, I'm an administrator. It's a great group of people to lead and to manage. Um, they are very, very smart. They know their job and they've been there a long, long time, but they're not immune to change, which I found to be fun. We've been doing a lot of really interesting uh, training. Uh, I'm setting up a new analytics unit for the agency. I think we talked about that last time when I was on, but that'll uh, be very, very important for us in the, in the 21st century to use algorithms and ways to determine who owes us what. In addition to that we are finishing a tax incident study uh, that'll show what the liability is on our residents in terms of taxes these are all projects that are ongoing every day and, and these folks are really good people so if you said to me what's your what's your takeaway from this agency i'd say you're staffed by some fantastic people that are experts in their field and look it's the niche field Aaron. it's it's not easy it's highly complex highly complicated and the statutes that govern it are uh, very old, some of them, very new, some of them, they, they don't match up in some cases. So um, it's really up to us to issue what we call guidance and commissioner's guidance page. You'll see as I read through the statute to make a determination how that's to be applied, we, we post that. And um, so between the statute and the guidance, uh, people can get a pretty good feeling about what to do. But man, I mean, it's, it's a complex field. I'll tell you that I understand why why people spend 40 years in this field, you know, as an attorney, understanding tax laws in Connecticut and in the nation.
1: And as if leading the Department of Revenue Services wasn't enough, you have also taken on the role as Senior Advisor to the Governor for Infrastructure. We're going to call you the Infrastructure Czar then. Tell us, what does this job entail? <laughs> well,
2: you wouldn't be the first to do that, um, that's good. Um, so essentially, my job is to make sure uh, that um, uh, we are working together collaboratively. The state, our agencies are all on the same page, and they do pretty much already. But this is more just guiding them through the IIJA, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill. My job is to drive gains to make sure we're getting every nickel that Connecticut should get. Uh, I'm setting short-term goals, medium-term goals, long-range goals uh, for the state in terms of what to do. I want to make sure that we're first in line to get this money because you know you don't want to be last. Um, and we're going to facilitate. My job is to facilitate equity and innovation work with our mayors, our first selectmen, our, our state representatives, our state senators, uh, our congressional delegation, uh, COGS, which are council of governments, or various interest groups that are out there, take away the roadblocks from the state and from our agency heads to make sure they can get the job done um, and serve as a public voice, if you will, for the governor as it relates to infrastructure. So it's been fascinating. It's very similar to the kind of work I did when I was mayor. So I understand how to pull that together. Uh, and I've got a great team working with me. But this is a $7 billion program that's launched over the next five to six years, and it will have a transformative effect on Connecticut. Everything from broadband to new roads, new bridges, uh, upgrading and fixing things that haven't been fixed in decades, Uh, that's what we're going to be doing. So it's been a lot of fun, and it's been great uh, integrating myself and meeting uh, new agencies and new staff and, and understanding how they all Come together to get the job done
1: how competitive a process is this to to get the money
2: that's a great question so if i was um sitting out there listening to uh, the show this morning uh, i would think of it this way that there's really two buckets of money or two piles of money one pile is a little bit more than 50 percent, and all of that is dedicated to um existing programs so these there's a program out there uh, Run by our state DOT, and, and basically, instead of getting $100 million, they're going to get $138 million. So, in your mind, um, look at that pile of money and say, "Okay, so instead of me, instead of DOT paving $100 million of roads this year, they're going to be able to pay $138 million of roads." So that money's already spent. Then there's another pile of money, and that's $550 billion across the United States of America in competitive grants that allow us to apply for, compete for uh, in various capacities, everything from broadband, uh, offering broadband to the whole state, to flood mitigation, to new roads, new bridges again, um, cybersecurity, fighting wildfires. I mean, pick your area and there's an area even Connecticut can compete in. That's gonna be interesting because that's gonna require buy-in from our local municipality our regional planning groups, our COGS, the state of Connecticut, and all of us have got to work together or we're not going to get money. So that's really the challenge that the governor has handed to me, and and I love a good challenge, so I said, I'm on it, Um, and we're going to work very hard over the next 6 to 12 months to make sure that Connecticut and our cities and towns get their fair share.
1: He is Mark Boughton, Commissioner of the State Department of Revenue Services and also Senior Advisor to the Governor for Infrastructure, Thank you so much for joining us this morning.
2: Aaron, it's a pleasure. Appreciate it. And uh, keep up the great work.
1: Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut
2: is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?